All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book? Honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, you are in for a treat. We have a very fun conversation with the comedian Leland Clausen. This man wrote and stars in the movie Sleeper Agent that is currently on Amazon Prime. Just a very, very funny guy. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. It's completely free, you guys. This helps us out big time with the folks who track this stuff. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on Apple Podcast. We need as many as we possibly can, even if it's just one sentence. Thank you for listening, you guys, and sharing us with your friends. All right, Steph, are you ready for this next guest? I am super excited about this guest. I am too. I'm praying we don't annoy him with How all many questions, our questions we have. That we have. Yes. <laughs> Friends, our next guest has been a professional comedian for the past 24 years. You may have seen him on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Dry Bar Comedy. He is an actor, writer, speaker, and a proud Canadian. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Mr. Leland Clausen. Welcome, sir. Hello, sir. Thank Great you to be here. for you. joining us. Oh, my gosh. This, this is going to be fun. Absolutely. Yes. So the first thing I want to know, does your wife think you're funny? Because as a normal guy, I've been married 16 years. My wife does not think I'm funny like Well, you're at not all. funny. There's at a all. difference. Oh. So you are not wow. funny. As a comedian, wow. does your wife think you're funny? <laughs> uh she says no that she doesn't think I'm funny and and she sticks by that but then I will be saying things and she's giggling and I'm like you do think I'm funny you're laughing at what I'm saying yes and she's like ah. so so yeah she says no but deep down I think she does how long have you been married for uh 26 years Oh, good for you. Yeah. So she can't fake it for 26 years. She you know cannot. what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Because I think what? you used to think I was funny maybe the first two years of marriage and then it just kind of tailed dwindled. off. Yes. It just kind of like, dwindled You're down. not funny. You're not no. funny anymore. You, you heard all the same jokes. You're like, nah, I've, I've seen this shtick before. No. Exactly. And, but he, he keeps telling them, but he'll like change his voice. And I'm like, just because you're changing your voice doesn't mean that it's going to be any funnier. He's like, no, but listen to this. I'm like, no. Like maybe it was the delivery. It maybe was that's not, what it was. It's still not, it's still not funny. It's still not funny. <laughs> so 
do you take your wife on the road with you then? So I, I took the year off. I took a sabbatical <laughs> and I said, you know what? It's time for me to really uh, put that time and effort into home. The me yes. time. Focus yes. on me and yeah. the family. Right. Yeah. And apparently there's something else going on in the world too. But anyway, this is the, no, uh, I hadn't for years and years, just, just with young kids at home and, and kids going to school. Pre COVID, how many shows would you do a year? Mm. There's some travel days. Yeah, I'm probably at least 200 days uh, out of a year. I'm, I was gone. Oh, man. Two thirds. Which makes it even more impressive, Leland, when you talk about being married for 26 years and you've been on the road that often. Like, that has to be pretty rare, I would yeah, think, to have been married 26 years, been on the road as much as you have. Like, good for you. Yeah. To have been married that long with being a professional comedian. That's tough when you're gone as much as you are. It it is. uh, I, you know, uh, now I want to take back 200. It's probably more like a hundred and I don't know. I I feel like these numbers are like, we're not going to hold you to it. Don't worry about it. I only had 15 dates. Okay. In the last (laughs) two years, I was only gone for 30 days. All right. And I'm just trying to make myself sound busier. No. Well, you probably feel like you're always on, don't oh, you? Oh, I can imagine. Like yes. with your comedian or with your comedy, and then when you're home, like it's you're constantly like that'd be exhausting, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not one of those always on comics either, right? Like there's some comics like I haven't picked up in airports to go to a show, and I can tell that the person that picked me up in the airport is just worried. He's like, "Oh wow, this show's gonna be terrible tonight." <laughs> Because I'm not like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Oh, look at right. these hands or whatever. You know what I mean? Like trying to, and so they're just, I can just tell that they're, and I, I've actually in the middle of conversations said to them, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm funnier than this. Like, don't worry about tonight. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be funny tonight. I just, you can't always be on. It's just too much. It's too much energy. Mm-hmm. Although I, can I say this? I wanted to say this since the beginning. Oh, please. Cause I watched a few of your, your podcasts with the, the headsets. This looks like, uh, it looks like a NBC's like uh, <laughs> some some sort of is that a parade? Like a parade? Are you guys commentating a parade? I was thinking more of like the uh, NBA playoffs. Airplane. What are we doing here? You're landing a plane? Airplane pilots, yes. So here's <laughs> here's what we did, Leland. I'm so it's so funny you say that. So we did a pilot episode, okay? My wife and I, more so my wife, very demonstrative, okay? And so we don't have that microphone presence. Right, so when we're telling a story, demonstrative, you can't hear us because the microphone wasn't wasn't close to our mouth, laughing. So this is what we came up with. We basically and look like dorks, <laughs> is what it turns into. We look dorky, no, and all of our guests are like have the microphones or have, just have the earbuds, and they look so cool, and their hair is done. We're the dorks with the headsets that are driving the plane. So no, it makes it makes it feel more official and live for me. It's like we're on live, we're on the, the news. This is okay. Uh, this is what I'm seeing here where I am. Uh, it looks, this is, the storm hasn't done that much damage. I'm just looking outside my house. Uh, a few trees down. Otherwise, we're great. Thank you, Leland. Back to hey, you, Kevin. Thank you for making my wife even more sensitive, Leland, to this oh, headset that I asked her to put on. It just proves my point. Okay. It just proved the point. I know. Okay. So I, I liked it. Thank That's you. What I was Thank you. It's very cute. Yeah. You're roundabout way. Oh, yeah. You look oh, great. But I like it. It you looks look good great. on you. <laughs> I'm not good at compliments either. I'm not good at, at slowing down and I'm not good at compliments. So, so with that, do you roast people, joke with people then in your comedy routines when you're doing stand up? 
Um, kind of like what you like just did to feel, us right now, right? Right, <laughs> right. No, I don't feel like I, I roast people so much as is like for me. This is what the beauty is of of a live stand up event is that a live stand up comedy show or whatever is that there's something that's going to happen that night that's never going to happen again. Right. And it's 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 exclusive to that event, so you can't. It's tough to capture that on a video. It's tough to capture that on online shows uh you can a little bit i suppose but but the, those live comedy events when somebody is is you know comes in late or whatever and and, and i talk to them and i'm teasing them a little bit but i don't you know i don't want to roast them i don't want to make them feel bad but i do want to tease them a little bit uh -huh. and, and make a, a unique experience out of, out of that that night so and that's what i've kind of i used to be good at that i don't know if i am anymore <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm well, you obviously are based on yeah. what you just said to us. See, that's, what, that's my favorite part when comedians like pick somebody out of the audience and then just keep going. It's my favorite part. Unless it's us. Unless it's us. Okay. Yes. No. So uh -uh. Here, here's a story for you, Leland. Okay. So we made the mistake a couple years ago. We went to the Funny Bone here in Columbus and it was a show with Rob Little. I don't know if you're familiar with Rob Little as, as a comedian. Well, we sat a little bit too close to the stage. Okay. <laughs> I was at the head of the table. And my buddy was to my left, and then it was his wife, Steph, and then his sister-in-law and her friend. Okay, well, this comedian asked, is anybody celebrating something, like getting engaged? Well, his sister-in-law raised her hand that she had just gotten engaged. She's all excited, rightfully yeah. so. Well, from where the comedian was standing, it looked like it was a table full of women and then me at the head of the table. Okay, so he makes the comment, is this your bachelorette party? And did you bring, and I'm going to speak in code here, okay? And did you bring the happy guy with you, okay? Right. Well, so when he calls me the happy guy at the bachelorette party, <laughs> I've never seen my wife laugh so hard in her life, it okay? She's like peeing her pants, <laughs> laughing hysterically at him roasting me, okay? So then throughout the rest of the 40-minute, you know, comedy show, he would say a few innuendos, and he'd always come back to our table, and he's like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> And he did this, Leland, probably three, maybe four times the rest of the time, making fun of uh, me as the happy guy yeah, at the yeah. table. And again, my it I've never perfect. seen my wife. It's great. Not, she's not going to defend me. No. Right? Right. Uh, she is no. going to practically Agreed. pee herself. Yes. <laughs> laughing. And almost pulling out of her chair. <laughs> so since then, I'm like, no, no, no. This table's too close. It's too close <laughs> to the stage. I need to be in the dark. So, Steph, we just moved into a new rental home. You know who's good at homes? I do. Jay Luby. And? Miss Connie Luby. Yes. They build custom homes. They do remodeling. They do office construction. Steph, if you go to lubycompanies.com, they have a picture by picture here on the portfolio. And everyone is absolutely amazing. I want every one of them. <laughs> I want that one or that one. Oh, maybe that one. The Gorgeous. only problem about lubycompanies.com, it's hard to spell. Uh, there's no way... I could spell their last name unless you would have told me. I guarantee they get asked every day, how do you spell that? So friends, it's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Go to that website. Phenomenal pictures of what they do. From new construction to like new renovations, the Luby companies are here to partner with you. They are also a proud sponsor of... Tell us a good story. Do you have any good bombing stories maybe even from when you first started it's like this is not going well um yeah lots lots and lots of bombing stories please please share I've got, I'll, I'll tell you a story 
so this is what it's like to uh this isn't necessarily a, a bombing story but this is what it's like to do comedy in saskatchewan i live in in uh in british columbia canada now but right. i used to live in in saskatchewan canada and you just go off to every little small town to do a show they had a small town bar basically it was an old hotel that allowed them to have a liquor's license a liquor <laughs> license and so they'd open a bar and that's how this this the owner of the hotel would make money. The rooms aren't really being used for hotel. They just, they're open. Um, anyway, so I'm in, I, I think it was Denzel, Saskatchewan. And uh, this particular night, this is another thing that would happen in Saskatchewan winter shows. People would show up on snowmobiles. Too. Oh. So there's cars in the parking lot, but then also they show up on, on skidoos and snowmobiles. So I'm up on stage doing a show. And there was an opener before me and uh, actually two openers before me and they'd finished and they sat down and I, I had just started my, uh, my headlining routine and it was, it was going well. It was, things were going well. And then all of a sudden these guys walk in, they just, they just on snowmobiles, they just pulled up and they sat down right in front. There was one little table in the front and they're already really drunk oh, no. uh, and, and causing trouble. And, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of dealing with them a little bit and it's just kind of, it ruined the night for everyone because things were building and then I get on and they were like, okay, we're ready. And, and here we go. And it was starting to go really well. And then they come in, disrupt everything. Now I can't finish a joke without them yelling. So, you know, so it's, it's not going great. Um, and then they get up and walk across the stage in front of me to the bathroom. Cause there's a bathroom. That's where it was in this, it was a, you know, it was a smaller room. But they're going in there to, to do drugs. And, and I know that. So I decide, because they were disrupting me, that I was going to go disrupt them. So I, with the microphone in hand, I walked over. Hey, what are you guys doing? What's going on in here? <laughs> and I walked into the bathroom, and I was just like, you know, to try to bug them a little bit. Corner of my eye, I see one of the guys jump up and grab a chair. <gasps> and he's about to lock me in this room, like this bathroom. So... I made a lot of mistakes this night. <laughs> you probably don't want to leave stage <laughs> and you don't want to go into a bathroom. So, but I see he's coming and he's, the door is starting to shut. He's got this chair. He's about to lock me in. So I pop my shoulder in to the door to make sure he doesn't get it shut. Well, I, I flattened this guy. Oh no. He was coming in with, some, with momentum and I just popped it back out and it was just like pop. And he goes flying back. Chair goes toppling. He's on the ground and then he's grabbing his ear. He's like, oh, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I have made some serious miscalculations <laughs> on this show. So I get back on stage and just to try to finish. And now he's just like, my ear really hurts. <laughs> this guy, he hit my ear and he just starts and he won't stop talking about it. And now he's sitting down in front yelling to his buddies in front of me while I'm still trying to do the show for everybody else, how he's like, I'm going to beat this guy up when this is done. Like, he's like, this guy I'm after this is done. I'm like, so I guess he was, maybe that's Canadian. He was going to wait till the show was done. <laughs> you know? He's polite about it. Wait for the show to finish, <laughs> but I don't want to beat him. So he was, and so, and there's a few of them. There was a bunch of guys there. Right. So I knew this could get ugly. So what I did was, I said, let's do an improv game. Why don't I bring up the openers? Because they didn't even know there was openers. And one of the dudes was uh, was a pen guard, a penitentiary oh, really? guard as well. So he's a little bit bigger or whatever. So he came on and we did a couple of games just so I could let him know, hey, I got backup. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? This is how crazy comedy gets in the early days in Saskatchewan. Man. So I much I much now prefer doing marriage date night shows at a church. <laughs> uh, but this was my this was my intro. So when the show ended, uh, he, my buddy actually just he sat down with them and, and talked with them and stuff, and they were fine. Oh, but honestly, man. I was so mad. I was like, no, I'm I'll fight him if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> That would be me, Steph. <laughs> that would totally uh, be would, you. Honestly, that would be me. Like, Leland. you're just done. You ruined the show. Like, um, Poor yes. these people. Oh. Yeah. Feel bad for all of them. When you said he grabbed the chair, I thought he was coming in to hit you with the chair. Versus no, no, he, yeah, he was just going to try to pin me, like yep. lock the door in the, and like, keep me in there. Like the joke's on you. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So once you're on stage, how long until you know whether the audience is good or not, right? So... Not to compare this to me, Leland, but I'm, I'm going to, right? So when I'm in a job interview, right, and, and I'm interviewing someone, I know within two minutes hmm. whether they're wasting my time or not, right? So with you and being on stage, how long until you're like, oh, I might need to cut this one short? Well, or the, how, the, how's that work? I think the difference is I wouldn't be able to go, ah, you guys are wasting my time and just walk <laughs> off, <laughs> right? I can tell you guys aren't going to be in this. So I'm gone. <laughs> no, um... You're sp- first of all, you're never supposed to uh, blame the audience. True, right? As a comedian, uh, which I disagree with. There are times that, nah, it's for sure the audience's <laughs> fault. Like my stuff's good. I know it's good. Like, I'm actually really good. I'm crushing this joke, right now. Hills, <laughs> and uh, you know, even if you don't like it as much, that's fine. But to totally not like it at all, something's wrong in this room. What did you guys just come from a funeral? What's going on? Um, but no, I. I you know, you can tell pretty quick. I, I can kind of shift the act and go in different directions. If I, if I see, okay, this isn't working, I'll mid-shift. So there are shows where I'm working just a lot harder. Um, there's some shows where I'm just so free, I'm just doing whatever and, and I'm having fun. Uh, there's other shows where it's like I'm thinking so much in between because I'm trying to understand the audience. I'm trying to get, uh, you know, what what is going to make them – them get excited. Uh, what about if I tried this or what if I change, you know, I, I understand normally I would do this at the end of this bit. Um, they're not really getting into the, any miming I'm doing after. So let me just cut it short here so that it's more boom, 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 instead of boom. And then here's a little dance after, Oh, cause some crowds are like, that makes it even better. <laughs> the crowds are like this. Why is he doing that? What is the purpose of this now? So yeah, I, I, you gotta, it's, it's a reading, it's a reading throughout. So, so you can tell pretty quick uh, an audience, but I don't give up on them because yeah. it's like, I'll just shift. I'll just keep shifting until, until my hour is done. I've just keep shifting, <laughs> <laughs> just keep shifting plans. And sometimes it takes me literally to the last like five, 10 minutes of the, of the, uh, of the show to turn a crowd. It's like, ah, I got them finally. <laughs> so with you, have you ever just like you gone up? And yes, you're shifting, but you're also an experienced comedian. But at the beginning, did you ever just blank out? Like, oh my gosh, what was my next joke? Or what was I supposed to say here? Or the crowd just got too much in your head and you couldn't think what your next bit would be? Um, yeah, I mean, earlier on that happened a lot more. Uh, and, and it didn't happen a lot. I mean, you kind of, I always, I kind of have this, uh, I guess it's a habit. It's a, it's a. Uh, routine, I guess. Uh, I write a, a set list out, like I write it on paper, <laughs> and I so I have a set list for every show I've, every live show I've ever done, and then I fold it up and put it in my back pocket. 
So if I ever did forget or blank, I literally can just pull it out. I, I don't, and I haven't in years. Uh, actually, when I got back, I did a show in, it was like a half a year of not having done comedy. And I, and I, I kind of forgotten there's some new stuff I wanted to try and I kind of forgot. So I was like, Oh, I don't normally do this. So I was just telling him what I was doing and I told him my whole routine. And then I said, I never do this. So here's a treat. You guys, I'm actually going to cheat and look at this sheet. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, it's for me. And people are like, how do you remember that stuff? How do you, how do you remember um, when you're storytelling? It just goes from one story, you know, it just triggers the next thing to the next, to the next. So you just, you always kind of remember, like yeah. I finished this, that reminds me of this. And then I do that story. Like a story has a beginning and an end. So I'm not going to forget in between. You know what I mean? There's some, maybe some details I would, I would leave out or whatever, but, but the story has to end. What was the first joke that you remember where you just killed it on the stage when you were younger and career? Do you, do you remember that moment and what that was like? Um, just killed on stage. No, I remember the first joke that I was like, this is my joke. Uh, and, uh, I, I had done two shows and this joke had done pretty decent. Okay. I didn't do great back then, but I had this one joke. And so I had a, I had it recorded and I took it to an agent and I just assumed, you know, so here's my tape. And then, so do I just start touring next week or how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> and he had highlighted out of my whole tape, he had highlighted that one joke. And he said that, that you might be able to work with that one. And then like two weeks later, I never used it again because it was garbage. But really, it was the regurgitation guy. You know how these guys that they can they can put things in their mouth and swallow it and then regurgitate it back out again? Yes. So I had this whole premise about how do you learn you have that gift and and then you have to practice it. And so he was like taking keys off for his friends. Hey, trust me. <laughs> and then he and then it's just it's just constant like uh, like he's trying to. It was a really physical bit of me trying to, oh, just a second, it's coming, just hang on. And then, and then the end of that bit was, uh, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you come around tomorrow, I'll get you that key. <laughs> that, was, that was the bit that I thought was so hilarious. Now I'm just like, oh, that is just terrible. <laughs> and then it ends with a poop joke. So it's like, nah, not, not really great material. But that was my first memorable bit, the regurgitation guy. And they just like, yo, you build on that. You could work with that. Yeah. It's it's like a terrible premise. And I'm like, how about I expand the premise? Does that make it better? No, I think it makes it worse. No, I'm gonna just keep adding to it. Trust me. This is gonna be That's solid. You. That's me. Yeah, Steph's always like She's always like too far. You took it too far. Yeah, he just goes overboard. He just goes How over do you know it. you've taken it too far? I tell it. Exactly. Nope. Thank you. Because the first part wasn't good, so he keeps expanding, yeah. like still not good. Because remember, she's like, You're not funny. You're still You're not, not funny. funny. <laughs> oh, every day, Leland. He tries. He tries. Well, Leland, I I wanna take a moment. I'm gonna brag on you. Okay. So we okay. always give a list of fun facts, accomplishments of guests for our audience. And Steph, you haven't seen any of these. No. Okay. Although you did rattle off a few of them. Did already. I? You did. Oh, yes. yes. So Mr. Leland Clausen here has wrote, he wrote and stars in the movie Sleeper Agent, which we actually watched last night yep. and was very funny. And I should say though, Sleeper Agent had the same impact on my life as like Shawshank Redemption, Star Wars, where we oh. watched it after 830 
and my wife fell asleep midway through. Oh, you fell asleep during Sleeper Agent? Now, to be, I was also up, I get up at four, so I, mm. that's my bedtime, but I was so, I got to 20 minutes, which is a record. <laughs> yes. It, you yeah, hold it, my record. You, know what? You, you, you haven't missed anything. After 20 minutes, it just goes downhill anyway. <laughs> It gets pretty boring. So I what will you, tell what you, you he up? kept waking up. I kept waking up to him laughing. So my goal is today, I'm going to watch it with the kids. Okay. Because he says okay. it's clean, so we it can is. watch it. So we're going to watch it with the kids it this is. afternoon. Oh, cool. after. And I loved it. Yes. I absolutely loved it. So Leland has toured across North America as a comedian for over two decades. Been married for 26 years. Uh, to his wife, he's made appearances on Just for Laughs on the Comedy Network, CBC Television's Halifax Comedy Festival. Festival, Thou Shalt Laugh on Netflix, which he mentioned earlier. He's also hosted numerous specials and series, which you can see on Amazon Prime and Dry Bar Comedy. In addition, he's hosted the nationally syndicated television show Popcorn TV for 170 episodes, as well as his own show, Leland Clausen's Comedy Tournament. He also co-hosts a podcast with his wife, Comedian's Wife Podcast, and he has two, two adult boys. Cooper and Hunter, age 23 and 20. Aww. So how do you like doing a podcast with your wife? Because Steph and I have said, this may be the only thing we could work together on, quite honestly. <laughs> like, there's nothing else we could do together. We've tried, you know, home renovations. Not good. And painting. <laughs> nope. And, you know, I, I, we joke, but it's true. You know, we get into these projects, Leland, and she ends up yelling at me to stop treating her like one of my employees. And I... Yell back! I'm not treating you like an employee. If so, I would have fired you like two hours ago, honey. <laughs> so, You're fired. Yeah. So, which this, does not help, Leland. And then I come back an hour later. I'm good. so sorry. That was not, not the good. appropriate response. I know that. But how do you like doing a podcast with your wife? I, you know, what's funny about this podcast is, it, it, so my wife has had input in my in my work. Uh, not not so much my stand-up. She, uh, I won't listen to anything she says in my stand-up. Because <laughs> early on, I was like, hey, what about this? And nah, that's not really good. I think it's going to work. And I tried it on stage and it just killed. And I'm like, okay, I'm never coming to your advice again. <laughs> but, but as far as branding and stuff like that, we always, always argued. Like I was like, no, I want to have this and this. No, that's so old. And that's, you know, like she's, She's got a decorating kind of, you know, this, this kind of mind. And so when it came to the podcast, she was kind of the driver behind it. So anytime I disagreed with anything on this, I was like, this is yours. Dude. Yep. You go ahead and do exactly how you want to do this. And so for the most part for this, I'm pretty hands off. Okay. She tells me when to show up. And so that part has been great because there's zero, zero prep work on your conflict when it's like, she's in charge of this. I'm in charge of this and I'll just come and do me. And, uh, basically, you know, when she gets serious and I bring it, I make it a little lighter. Yeah. That's basically how we've been doing it. Right. So, so I listened to an episode yesterday and she sounds like the sweetest person Ever. She she hates her voice, but it's like that one of the best things about her is this sweet little voice. Like yeah, I love calling sweet. home just to hear, what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. <laughs> Man, I don't have time for this. Well, come on, just talk some more. <laughs> Say it again. But she hates it. She hears her own voice and she's like, ah, I hate it. Um, but no, it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's, soothing. That's it's awesome. a soothing soft voice. Okay, so of course, like I mentioned, I watched Sleeper Agent last night. Okay. 
what's the hardest part about filming a movie? Now, one, you wrote it, but I'm, I'm imagining actually filming it might be the easy part. It's all the other stuff you got to deal with, uh, what I can imagine with trying to find financing and pitching it and writing it. And like, what goes into that, Leland? Yeah, it's, and I'm learning more of that every day. Uh, basically, I'd done a couple movies. I'd done Alter Egos um, in, I don't know when that was, a few years back. And then the same producers brought me in to, to be the lead in Extraordinary. Yes. Have you heard of Extraordinary? It's like the running marathon movie in the, I looked like a marathon runner apparently. So, so I got that movie, but the, but the, that director and producer said to me, get something ready. So he said, as soon as this is done, uh, when, when this is released, people are going to say to you, what do you got next? So he said, make sure you get something ready. So I, I really took that to heart and I really dug in on, okay, I'm going to finish some scripts that I've been looking at and working on. And here's the thing. There's a huge difference between a big Hollywood set and, and a lower budget uh, indie kind of picture. And this was an indie picture. And, and so you do a lot more. You learn a lot more. You, your hands are in a lot uh, more right. things, right? Like I was producing more than I would have ever been, you know, on a Hollywood thing. It's just like you're, you're the union says you sit there or go in your trailer. <laughs> but in the indie one, it's like, what trailer? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Grab some cables and let's get this, uh, you know, let's hurry this along. So, yeah, it's a very, you know, that's, it's very different. Right. But, uh, but it was a great experience. I mean, watching this thing come to life and, uh, you know, the casting process was a lot of fun. We're, we're working on another movie now. Oh, good. We were just meeting yesterday about casting and that's exciting for me. Kind of, you know, hearing people's auditions and just getting their take on some stuff that you've written and, it, it's it's really fun. It's a it's a fun process altogether. Really enjoy it. So when you're editing it, when you're watching the premiere, is it hard for you? Like you said earlier, is it hard for you to watch yourself and not be like, oh, I wish I would have said it this way, or I wish I would have done this, or is that really hard for you as you're producing it? Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I again, every every instance is different. Like when I first used to watch my stand up specials on TV and stuff. I used to just like, Oh, I can't watch this. This is horrible. But now I'm, I'm fine. You know, I am who I am. If I have some quirks, it is what it is. When it comes to acting like extraordinary, uh, I was watching that movie and there was times in that movie where I was like, Oh, I just, I th- wasn't there a better take than that. <laughs> Why did we use that take? I feel like I did better. Or if I just had one more shot at that, I think I could nail that. But there's also times in that movie. I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. Is that wow? Okay, all right, yeah, it's exactly. award like, winning. Um, that right there. Is there uh, awards for scenes? Because that's <laughs> crushed. Um, it. But with with Sleeper Agent, that character was so much my voice and so much like that character Walter Gertzen was me. <laughs> you know, so so I was just that one's fine. I mean, there's there's some things. I, I guess you can always do better. Yeah, yeah, always always do better. You know what I love about you, Leland? When we discovered you, we watched your comedy, watched your movie last night. You, or you part kind of, it. of well, <laughs> I was again let's, longest let's ever, longest ever. You made it, or I made it through or, your or movie. twenty minutes of it. But yeah, sure, okay. You should be impressed with that, just so you know. But our slogan here for Tell Us Good Stories: It's got to be good. It's got to be clean. That is you 
to a T. To a T with your comedy, with your movies. We can we never get to watch comedy with our kid with our children because we don't know what the comedian's yeah. gonna say about the movies. We're constantly watching the movies. Give me just one scene. That one gets scene, there, and then like, we're done. Uh, you can't watch it. But with yeah. you, like the first five minutes of you going to the front door, Kevin's laughing. He's like, our kids would love this. Yeah. Just your slapstick humor. The kids are going to have so much fun watching you today. And, and there's a part in there, one of the opening scenes, where your neighbor's jogging. You go out to meet her, to say hello, and you're just very awkward. Very awkward in, in the conversation oh, with her. Yes. And, and <laughs> I'll, tell Steph- you, I'll tell you a story about, about that in a second, too, if you want. And, and Steph and I are like, that reminds me of Kevin, myself, <laughs> when I was single. That right there, that moment, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like cringeworthy. Like you talking to a pretty girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was me. That was totally me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, what's funny is, is that uh, my wife uh, hates that scene. She was, she's just like, it's so uncomfortable to watch. And I just, it bothers her. Whereas there's a scene in Extraordinary where I'm full on like making out with uh, – uh, the uh, the character Sherry Rigby is playing, I, you know, and that doesn't bother her as much as this scene does because she was like, no, because this is you. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely you being awkward in front of a pretty girl. That is just your that the character is kissing his wife. This is you. That's why it bothers me. And I was like, wow, okay, okay. That's what I was going to ask. Okay, so we get to. I, I'm not going to give away the end, right? But there is the next to last scene in that movie, Leland, where it would have been an appropriate time for you and the woman to kiss and you did not kiss. Is that due to your wife? Is that, did that uh, get edited out at, uh, you know, in the film room? How does that work? I pushed for that kiss so hard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you know what? That was a decision Nathan and I t- together made that, uh, ah, you know what? It's, it's not necessarily there. Um, that's not to say that, that, cause we're, you know, we're talking sleeper agent too. And, and, you know, there, there has to be a pro, probably a progression of that relationship Okay, is, is how, where we're taking the, the story. So, so, you know, that, that might, might come up, but, uh, but yeah, we were looking at it and we discussed it. It was like, should there be a kiss here? And, uh, and Nathan thought, nah, no, it's not necessary. And, uh, I think Gigi was agreeing with him and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, why don't we get one on, on film Let's just and just try see it. what happens? Let's see what it looks like. Hey, we're professionals here. We're acting, <laughs> right? We may want that edit. I don't know. <laughs> no, but but yeah, no, Gigi, Gigi's a professional too, and, and Nathan's a professional, and I try to be a professional. So yeah, if it's not necessary, and that's Nathan's kind of motto, if it's not necessary, then let's not force it in, and that's that's fine. She was very good, by the way. Gigi, oh, she's fantastic. She yeah. was very, very good in that movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, casting nailed it with her. That's for sure. <laughs> there was a part, Leland, where you had a gun, and you're trying to knock, knock out the, you know, the CIA agent. You keep knocking, yeah, yeah. you know, hitting him with the gun. I could yeah. not stop laughing. I think that's when I woke up, stuff laughing, um, because it's just, it's just like it was like a slapstick comedy moment, and I thought it was so funny. It was just like. Perfectly my sense of humor. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Hey, how tall are you? I'm 6'3", six, 6'3 three, six, three and a half. Okay. You look there. so much taller in your movie. It's because my head is so small. <laughs> it, looks like I'm further, it looks like I'm further away. I, that's what I tell people. It's like, is that what I got? It's like a 6'9"? How tall is that guy? <laughs> that's what I thought. You're, I thought you were going to say 6'10". Well, I don't think your co-stars were maybe that tall. 
That didn't help. Your friends seem shorter too on That's your true. show. That's well, why you I thought see, you were so tall. Did you see? Well, you didn't see. Uh, <laughs> when they were taking me away after the after the scene yes. of clubbing yes. them. Yes. Did you see how much shorter they yes. were than me? That's why I thought that, that's another reason. I'm like, oh man, he's he's like Conan O'Brien. I don't know why we picked the two shortest extras we could find, and uh, uh, it's ridiculous. Like they're they're both five, I don't know, five six or something like that. And it's just like, well, this is ridiculous. Like I'm a giant compared to them. Yeah, it looks a little crazy. Yeah, because there's a few parts where I'm like, okay, he is he's literally. I think he's six foot eight. I thought he was six. I thought because, you were saying six again, ten. Your suit, you're so lean, too. Yeah. Uh, that's P90X, thing. that's what I'm doing. I'm P90X right now. Gee, oh, you got some potato soup? What you mix it? <laughs> hey, what's his deal with the soup? What kind of soup you got? What kind of Why? soup? Who cares? Some, some German potato. Lorraine's got her German stretching techniques. <laughs> German potato soup. <laughs> Yeah. Just mix it. Just mix it. <laughs> it's a great yeah. workout though, isn't it? Yeah. How yeah. have you Not, been doing it long? So I did oh, see here's you want some stories. So the first time I did P90X, 2008, I blew my knee out. Oh the gosh. Patellar tendon rupture was it was gone. So it was a, a massive uh, rehabilitation to get it all back. And even after rehab, I just felt like it wasn't wasn't quite there. So I decided I'm going to do P90X because I want to get bigger anyway. And you, as you can tell, uh, I've done it several times. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get too big. That's you don't get too massive. No. Yeah, I don't want to get too big. My showbiz bod. Um, no, but I, I, there was a leg one, like the legs and back and some of those mm-hmm. workouts that were a little harder, especially for my week. Because my leg wasn't even as big as the other. Like it was that atrophied still. Like it still was a little bit off. So it was fine, but I ended up the yoga X. I, I refuse to do. Now. I hate yoga X. No, I, an I hour and a half. No, I'm Plus, done. I did something to my neck. So what ended up happening, I got a dissection in the left vertebral artery going into my brain. So there's two arteries that go up um, and I got a dissection. So a cut within the walls of it and then the blood flew and it basically pinched it shut. And all of a sudden I was dizzy and I was like, what is going on? And, um, there was a kaleidoscope of, in my eyes, like I was having a full on mini stroke. So I called, went to the, the hospital here in Canada. And so the waiting room took long enough that it healed itself. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time they're like, so what was going on? I was describing to them what happened. And so they're like, okay, well we'll do some x-rays and stuff. So what, yeah. So that's what they found. They just gave me blood thinners. Um, and first of all, uh, so that was my first experience with P90X. I had a mini stroke (laughs) that was on, that was on the second trimester. So I was really starting to notice. I was like, wow, this is great. So then the next thing I tried was insanity and I've done insanity a couple times through. I, I find it, it's not easier. It's harder because it's all, but it's just all cardio. It's all jumping. My age, you don't want to be doing that much cardio because it doesn't really do you any good and it just kills your testosterone. <laughs> so I began scrapbooking. Yeah. But no. So anyway, uh, I, I've done that a couple of times through. And, uh, and so I went back to P90X before uh, sleeper agent. Cause I was like, I need to get in a little better shape. 
And so I did it for that. You can't really tell. And now that I watch, when I watch it, sometimes I see my arms and they're still skinny, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's all, was, was it worse than that before <laughs> this? That's the after look. That's after P90X? <laughs> what the heck? Um, but yeah, you, cause here's the thing with that. Uh, I have, I have this, I have a superhero script and, uh, it's a comedy. It's an action comedy that I'm working on. And my whole thing is I have one scene where I'm going to be changing into a shirt. And so I have one where I'm not going to have my shirt on. And it's like, I need to be for for that one memory, one scene going to last forever. <laughs> I have to be cut. Like I can be thinner, like Spider-Man, like a teenage Spider-Man, but I have to be ripped. And so I'm, I'm like, I've got to work out and get that way. But I'll tell you what, plyometrics used to kick my butt uh, after doing insanity. It's nothing. Plyometrics is nothing. Yes. Completely I do Kempo agree. and I do plyometrics and I'm like, are we going to actually do a cardio? <laughs> when does the cardio start? They're so like, you're probably true. breathing heavy. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so I didn't even think about that, Leland, though, how if, if you're going to be on film, okay, I got to look the part here. I've got to be leaned. I've got to be toned because you're right. Film is just forever. That one scene, like, and the thing is too, like what, those guys will do like Hugh Jackman. If you look at his very first X-Men. Okay. And then some of the, not maybe not Logan, but the ones before that, uh, 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 X-Men days of future past, you see how ripped he is in with his shirt off in days of future. And the other one, it was just kind of like, Oh, did they not used to get ripped for movies <laughs> for superhero movies back in the day? Like he didn't even shave. He just kind of had this he just showered. He just showered. And showed like, up. Yeah. It was just kind of like, Oh, I guess they didn't used to get ripped, but, but he will like, they're showing him like pushups right before they do the scene so that it's just like completely yeah. ripped. Okay. And action, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're literally flexing and I don't care how uh, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be flexing the entire time. I'm like, what? Hi. Well, yeah. Well, I didn't know you were here. Just give me a second. We haven't we haven't hit record yet. <laughs> I can just put this shirt on. CG out my face, but but make sure that I looked ripped for at least one scene in my life so I can always go back to it. You guys want to watch this scene again? And they're gonna be like, no, what are you, six nine? No, I'm six three. You're ripped for a six nine guy. I'm not six nine. He's got his screensaver on his phone. That one scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you done like you need to get Beach Body on demand? That's what you need to do. Yeah. You would love that. Hey Leland, don't you love it when people are like, you know what you need to do? Because <laughs> I love it when people do that to me, especially like my mom. Hey, you know what you need to I'm do? I'm sorry, you're right. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, what do I need to I do? I love this kind of stuff though. <laughs> but there's so many like awesome lifting. What's the one workouts? you said it only goes up to like twenty five pounds or twenty pounds? The guys are working out with oh, right? the jack- oh um oh what's that called the work oh Leland. What, what is it only 25 pounds yeah. yeah it only goes up so the dumbbells the guys the most they lift is like 20 25 pounds and there sounds and- like my workout okay <laughs> tell me more <laughs> but it's all of them are so good but that one's called the work but there's so many good ones the lift four a- is a good one you would like y- y- if you want to know a mistake that i've made uh, marriage wise I got my wife a video. It was like a a, a booty camp or butt lift. One. Oh, dude. 
Dude, what was, that was in what was so the, much trouble. Was this a birthday? Was this an anniversary? Christmas? I can't remember when, but or I was just like, hey, I was just thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> and that did not go over well. I'm going to be honest with you. She's still angry about it. Um, uh, that's how that works. Yes. I want to know, where did you decide to kind of gear your comedy to like the more clean aspect? Where a lot of comedians, I feel in this day and age, they're so crude and it doesn't need to be that crude. Like you can still be funny without dropping and being a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I started in clubs and I started in, in uh, bars and, and stuff like that, I, I just was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm honoring God with, with what I say and, and do. And, 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 and let me be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I, I wish I could say I'm always, and I, I've never, lost my temper. I've never, whatever, but, uh, I was just thinking of a conversation I had with Carrie yesterday and that's why I was I'm feeling guilty. Like I'm not always clean. I'm... God's convicting you. <laughs> she now reprimanded me yesterday. Okay. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, <laughs> you can't say this Leland. Okay. Fine. I make mistakes, but no, but that's, you know, you gotta be who you are for one. I wanted to honor God with it. And, and I did made a decision and a choice early on I'm going to honor God with, with my standup comedy. And, and, you know, that means different things to different people. But for me, this is what it, this is what it looked like. Well, friends, for more information about Leland, you can go to his Instagram page at Leland.Clausen or his Facebook page at Leland Clausen official. Please go check out his sleeper agent movie. You can get it on Amazon prime. He's also on dry bar comedy, yes. which I found that yesterday. We're from so Leland's excited. Note, and yes. I'm full, very full special excited. is on, yeah, on YouTube you can you can see the whole hour long or forty minute long uh, comedy special on there. That's yes. gonna be our date night Free. on Friday night. Dry or start comedy. at seven. Start at seven. <laughs> yes. So I get so the what, whole effect of it. Okay. I'm Let excited. me know. I want I want to report back if she dozes <laughs> off. What you know? I'm gonna be awake. I promise. I want to know about this. <laughs> well, Leland. Oh my gosh. Bro. You're a wonderful. You're thank awesome, you. Leland. Thank you so very Thanks. much. Thanks so much, you guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you. But seriously. It was, it was fun and very comfortable to, to talk to you. So thanks. Please keep doing what you're doing because, yes. again, this world needs more people like you in it. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review this episode. Also, for those who have asked us how to financially support, you can go to kevinandsteph.com and order one of our books, of You Met Her Where. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.